You cannot reason someone out of an opinion that they did not reason themselves into. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I was talking to my woke buddy, and he thought I was pro-life. And I've told him that I'm pro-choice or pro-abortion rights or whatever before. But he has too many decades of smoking weed, plus he's woke. And so, whatever, it's convenient for his brain to forget that kind of thing. And so, like, you know, I'm pro-choice, but it also... I'm not your normal pro-choice person who just says, I'm pro-choice, and then doesn't think about it anymore. You know, like, I look into it. What does that mean? What's going on there? And so, I've talked about it before, but, you know, there's a special type of barbecue tongs that are made out of stainless steel and cost hundreds of dollars that doctors use to do late-term abortions where you, you reach in and you grab a arm or a leg and you pull it off and then you grab another arm or a leg you pull you know you pull off those four things you squish the skull until it starts falling apart you pull that out piece by piece anyways you just you rip the baby apart with some basically some medical barbecue tongs and then you pull them out one chunk at a time and i guess well because i was arguing with my buddy so i we look i looked this up um you know late term abortions third trimester abortions you know why do women get those Half of them are because of terrible abnormalities. You know, maybe like the the woman would die or more likely the kid is already dead or the fetus. Anyway, so that's half of them. And then the other half of them is they forgot to get one earlier. So, you know, it's not all to save the life of the mother. And so when I talk to my woke buddy, I will mention those things because those things are the truth. And then he doesn't want to hear it. Right? His brain, he has... His brain does this thing. If a pro-life person told him those facts that I just mentioned, his brain would say, that's a pro-life person saying that. I, you know, I don't have to listen to anything they say. I don't, I don't listen to pro-life people. You know, they're evil or they're the, you know, they're the opposition or whatever. I don't have to listen to anything they say. And so what he wants to do, and he does this with other, with basically everything, everything under the sun where I tell him uncomfortable truths, the original name of my podcast, um, is he goes, oh, yeah, oh, I don't have to listen to you. You're pro-life. And I'm like, no, I ain't, MFR. I told you ten times I'm pro-choice, but he just, it just, his brain, he, just, he forgets it. It just, whatever, he, it can't, it cannot sink in that I am pro-choice because then that would mean that the things that I am saying are obviously true because pro-choice people say true things, you know, to his brain. And like when we talk about government spending stuff, um, even though I've told him many, many times I'm a socialist, uh, he's like, yeah, you're a libertarian, right? And so his brain says to itself, I don't have to listen to libertarians. They're evil. They're the opposition. And so he's like, oh, yeah, you're just a libertarian. I'm like, look, MFR, I told you multiple times I'm a socialist. I ain't a libertarian. I believe in taking money from the rich and spending it wisely to help the poor and the middle class, right? That's the difference. The difference between me and, his, and you know, your normal socialist is there's like, we want to take money from the rich. And then I guess the government is good at spending money. So we'll just spend it, you know, however Biden wants to spend it. That's how we want to do it. And then that's where they lose me because I'm a socialist. I do want to take money from the rich, but I don't trust Biden to spend it. 
And then the other day he was like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Name one single conspiracy theory that I believe. And the answer is he can't because I don't believe any of them. I mean, I'm I'm hardcore. I mean, I'm on the left or whatever. I'm a 2010 liberal, as I like to say. But not only am I aware that the election was not stolen, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other, like QAnon, conspiracy theory, whatever. Whatever all the right-wing conspiracy theories are, I don't believe any of them, and I know they're conspiracy theories. But then I take it a step farther, and I also don't believe left-wing conspiracy theories. Like, I am hardcore in never, ever believing a single conspiracy theory. And so, like, I'm aware that, you know, Black Lives Matter and that police are hunting black men and all that stuff is just a conspiracy theory. It's not based in reality. You can go to the Washington Post, right? You can use liberal sources to prove that it is a conspiracy theory. And I've been hearing people use the word projection. I don't, it's like a psychology term, I guess. I don't, I don't think it actually applies. But there is this thing where, like, if you're a liar, the first, the first and best thing to do is to call the person who's, you know, someone's calling you out on your lies, you call them a liar. And... I don't know, it's just maybe it's just an argumentation tactic. But anyways, it's very it's very effective. It doesn't always work, but you know, if 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 you've been if you've been believing conspiracy theories like Black Lives Matter, then you know, maybe you just start calling anyone who disagrees with you a conspiracy theorist. And then once again, if you're like, "Yeah, they're a conspiracy theorist." That means they're evil. That means they're the opposition. That means I don't have to listen to a word they say. And it's not my buddy's fault. It's just how the human brain works. Um I think it's it's kind of it's the it's the part of the brain that goes with religion. That's just the most famous one. Like it doesn't have to be religion. It can be well. Right now it's wokeness, but you know it could be believing that a king is, should be in charge of your country, or you know just you can just imagine, or the chief. You know, a hundred thousand years ago that the chief, whatever he says is right, and the human brain has developed this technique. Basically, so that you can have social cohesion, you can, you know, groups of people can get along. It's like, it's a lot easier for, I don't know, let's imagine 1500 England where everyone's a Christian or something. You know, what, what, what do you do? What do you do with the people? You know, people do bad things. Like I was listening to NPR, I think Science Friday once, and the question came up, are humans born good or are they born evil? And I think, you know, in philosophy, there's been philosophers who have argued that kind of thing forever. But anyways, this guy they had on Science Friday, he was a scientist. And he's like, well, you know, the way to answer that question is to look at, for instance, the closest living animal to humans, which is the chimpanzee. And he kind of just goes down the list of like absolutely terrible genocidal things that chimpanzees always do, like patrolling. Patrolling is the thing that chimps do where a group of males goes around and looks for single males from the other tribe or whatever they call it, the other group, and then they rip that guy limb from limb. Like, you know, no one wants a fair fight. If you get in a fair fight, you might lose. So you do group, you know, big group on one. And obviously the other tribe of chimps is doing the same back to you. And then, you know, we're like, oh, those are just animals. But then... Anyways, you could, there are many similarities between that and what humans do. You know, war, for instance, slavery. They're kind of related of, you know, a bunch of people with power pick on someone and without power and either kill them or do something terrible to them. Maybe rape them. Who knows? And so the answer is humans are like chimps, 
but we have civilization. And so humans are, in fact, born evil. But if you got like good parents and a good community and you put a 20 years worth of effort into making someone into a good adult, you can make good humans. And, you know, and in America, we generally do. But in 1500 England, where, you know, you're like a farmer and you never go more than five miles away from your house. You know, how are you going to, and you know, there ain't no schools, there ain't no nothing. How are you going to make that person a good person? Well, you tell them that there is an invisible man watching him from above, watching every single thing he does. And, you know, and then you got your Ten Commandments. It's like, don't commit murder, don't steal stuff, don't uh, have, you know, don't have sex outside of marriage, or whatever that one was. And the way you enforce it is you say, there's actually someone watching you at all moments. Even when you're alone, you're being watched by God. And so, it is probably not true that an all-powerful, invisible man is watching you even when you're alone. And so the human brain, you know, evolution has made the human brain believe that, even, th even though it doesn't seem to be true. Like, oh, you murdered someone and you didn't get struck by lightning. Maybe there's no invisible man watching you. Anyways, the human brain is like, okay, I accept it. I want to fit in with the people around me. They all believe this thing. I will therefore believe that same thing. And so that's how it is for most people. That's why it's not my buddy's fault. Just he has got the absolutely normal, correctly developed by evolution human brain where you just go along with what the group believes and you know, evidence to the contrary, you know, basically it's like, you know, if you commit a murder and you don't get struck by lightning and you're like, Oh, God doesn't exist, now I can go do whatever the hell I want, whatever you know, if that's what happened, that would be a problem. So evolution makes it so that even if you commit a murder and God doesn't strike you down by lightning, you're still going to believe in God. And if you're woke, you know, you're still going to think that the people on the other side are the conspiracy theorists, even though, you know, absolute mathematical proof shows you that your Black Lives Matter thing is the biggest conspiracy theory in America and has caused 570 riots versus the election was stolen conspiracy theory, which caused one riot. I mean, a bad one, but still one. Didn't have any murders. And so it's just kind of interesting to talk to my buddy and watch his brain kind of do, you know, gymnastic contortions to try and fend off the facts that I tell them. You know, I'm like, let's look it up. Let's go, you know, let's go to the government and see what they say. Let's go to a NPR. Let's go to Washington Post, New York Times. Let's see what they say on this subject matter. And, and whatever. He's like, he knows that the facts are true. If it's coming from the New York Times or something... He knows the facts are true, but his brain just doesn't let it sink in because then he'd have to change. I mean, you, you know, he would have to change his entire worldview if he let facts intrude upon what he believes. They have a saying that um, you cannot reason someone out of an opinion that they did not reason themselves into. And so I guess if you want to go by logical fallacies, I guess what his brain does for him is, I think it's, it's the ad hominem logical fallacy. Which I should look up what ad hominem. I don't know what I don't know what Greek that stands for or whatever. But it basically says that an argument is true or false based on the person saying it. You know, so basically, if a pro life person says something, well then you already know you just know it's false because it's a pro life person saying it. And if a pro choice person says something, well you know it's true. It doesn't matter what they say. They could say the sky is purple, but anyways, it's coming from a pro-choice person, so you know it's true. 
I mean, I exaggerate, but you get the idea. That is how ad hominem works. It's the person saying it, not the actual argument itself. And there was a good example of this that happened in the last two episodes of the Not Even Mad podcast. I recommend that podcast. Mike Pesca, who's probably almost, he's definitely one of the most famous podcasters ever. So if you've been listening to podcasts for a long time, it's him. But basically, it's three people, and they talk about current events. And it's a woman who's, like, far left. It's, like, Mike Pesca, who is center left. And then there's some gay conservative guy who I'd say is... I mean, he's just center. He's not even right. He's center. So, you know, you got center, you got center left, and you got far left. And so, two weeks ago, they were talking about the election... And I think it was upcoming election at that point. And they were talking about crime. And so the far left lady, someone had said that crime was down. And so she's on this podcast saying, you know, what are you guys, you know, not you, but you know, what are voters even talking about? Crime is down. And then Mike Pesca, who I could say is center left. He's kind of like me. I mean, he's way more woke than I am. He would never talk about Black Lives Matter as a conspiracy theory even though he probably does know the statistics. But anyways, he's like, here are the statistics. You know, and he just lays them out. He has them in front of himself, or has them in front of him, and he just gives her all the statistics that prove that crime is up. I mean, basically, there's ways to be disingenuous and, you know, lie using statistics to make it look like crime is down, but then if you, whatever, if you're not trying to lie, you're just like, well, let's just really look at them and see what's up. Crime is way the F up. So anyways, he point, you know, she says crime is down. He points out, here are the statistics that show that crime is way the F up. And, you know, they're like friends in real life. She knows he's not lying. She knows that every stat that he cites is 100% correct. She's not like, let me go double check your stat. She knows that if she goes and double checks any of that stuff, that he will be proven right on it. And anyways, and then they just kind of moved on from talking about that to whatever else. And then in this most recent um, episode, she's like, crime is down. So it's just, you know, it's how the human brain works. It's in one ear, it does go into the brain, and then it goes out the other ear, and it has zero effect on the brain. And so I think, you know, for her, if a Democrat says something, then you know it's true. If a Republican says something, you know it's a lie. And so a Democrat told her that crime was down. Her brain was like, okay, I believe that. You know, that was, that, was, that was what it took to get her brain to have that firm belief that crime was down. And then when a trusted source from someone else who's on the left, but just isn't quite on the left the way she likes it, proved to her that crime was not down. In fact, it's way the F up. Her brain went, oh, a guy I trust is giving me incontrovertible proof that crime is up. And the brain said... I'm just not even, you know, I'm not going to build a single neural pathway with any of that information. That's just going to go in one ear and out the other. And then, so it's just funny. A week later, it was like they'd never talked about it. And that's how talking to my buddy is. You know, I'm sure a month from now, he's going to be like, oh, but you're a libertarian. Oh, but you're pro-choice. Oh, that's right. You're a conspiracy theorist. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you prove stuff incontrovertibly. It just, it's a defense mechanism. Because otherwise, people in 1500 Britain would be like, you know what, I don't see any evidence that God exists. And then, I guess, you know, they get burned at the stake as a, as a witch if they're a woman, and 
whatever. Something bad, something else bad would happen to them if they're a man. And so the human brain knows how to take all that contradictory evidence and just completely not let it do anything to the brain and just be gone. I mean, you, you never think of it again. Like, I know my buddy is not, like, the next day going, wait, is he a conspiracy theorist or not? No, he just doesn't think about it again. And then when I say something he doesn't like, he's like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.